Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, the comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us. We have a very fun episode today with our old pals, Lindsay and Manis Clancy, who fiance of the show and I met back in Greenville when we lived there at the Alchemy Comedy Theater. And you've heard a ton of people from there recently. Jason Underwood, one of the co-founders of Alchemy. And we talk a lot about moving to New York, what that's like, starting again in a new town, new theaters. It's a really fun, informative chat about pursuing new things and comedy and improv and doing improv in college. It's a great chat. Let's just get right to it. Here's my chat with Lindsay and Manis Clancy. I'm super excited to have you both on because, for one, I just haven't had a twofer in a while. Mm-hmm. When we were in Charleston for the comedy festival, I had Henry and Mari on, which was a lot of fun. When, oh, um, what year were you talking about that you went? Gosh, it was ages ago. I'd have to look, but it was before we moved here. So oh, it was probably oh, like, wow, yeah. yeah. Wow. It had to have been 2016 because oh I gosh. started this in June of 2016. Yeah. So I guess it was January 2017, actually. Wow. wow. Must have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we We remember our experience because it was January 2020. It was like one of the last things we did before COVID COVID was (laughs) the Charleston Charleston Downtown Festival. Yeah, I do love that festival. It was like, oh, yeah, it was fun. Shout out the Theater 99. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I just haven't had a two for on, but then also like you two are both great. So it's just fun to chat with you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Yeah. we're so happy that you asked. Yeah, we're happy (laughs) to be here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we all met in Greenville at the Mm -hmm. Albuquerque Comedy Theater. Shout out, Harrison Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it always ends up being like, oh, Harrison. But then like Harrison, Meg, Jason, and Ben start at the theater. Yeah, yeah but they are kind of responsible. <laughs> they all are responsible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time they took some responsibility. Yeah, frankly. <laughs> frankly. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of alchemy love. And so we all met there. You two met in Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, did I put too much of a P in there? Gosh, I hate when people do that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Son. Well, at least you didn't add the Z in there, too. That's oh, really yeah. the, the worst offender is when you add when... a P and a Z when it's like Clemson. It's like, it's just sound like you're sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we met doing improv there. And, yeah, Mark uh, Turtle Soup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you and I met. You were my first improv 101 teacher at <laughs> <Yeah>. Alchemy. <laughs> That's right. Um, when did you two? First meeting, but it would have been a little um, bit before me because you joined the theater ahead of me. Yeah, I joined Alchemy in 2016, yeah. but um, I had the benefit of like already knowing a good number of people in Alchemy, or at least in the leadership before yeah. Uh, yeah. joining, just because of Mock Turtle Soup. Like I already knew a lot yeah. of like the coaches and teachers, so mm-hmm. I ended up hanging out with you guys a little bit while I was still in classes. Yeah. So it was probably like early, like late 2015, early 2016 that we probably joined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay, you and Aaron yes. were doing a lot of things whenever I would see you two perform. Like instantly, yeah. I was like, they're very good and very funny. Yeah, we and we went through all the classes together. Right. So it was, and also, we were like best friends. Yeah, so it's it like I, I think when I first spoke to you, I was like, oh, you all were so funny. And you're like, yeah, we did 
Black Turtle Soup was like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. it makes sense. And it was the same with you, man. It's like mm-hmm. in, in that class, it was like, well, he's obviously yeah. <laughs> very good. For a while, there was a good pipeline of Mock Turtle Soup to Alpine because yeah. it's like so close physically. Clemson's yeah. only 45 minutes from yeah. Greenville. So yeah. if you did improv at Clemson and you had any interest in living in the Greenville area, a lot then of you people would ended definitely up end up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the first years of Alchemy's Festival, we were part of their like college That's shows right. and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That. So you were probably so, around even before you joined yeah. Alchemy. Yeah, so I had been there a number of times. Yeah, yeah there were sure. actually, I know there were festivals I went to, like NCCAF, yeah. that Mock Turtle Soup was at. Yeah. yeah. So it could have, like, maybe crossed paths then. I, yeah, yeah, probably very likely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even before I graduated, I w- mm-hmm. we were doing New South mm-hmm. in, like, 2014. Yeah. So which I, I think I, is, like, the yeah. fir- one of the first years of the festival. So probably around then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I would have, uh, we would have been That's at least crazy. around That's crazy. That's like a decade. I yeah. know. Yeah. It's Wild. so oh bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in New York for a few years now. No, or just under a March year. March of, yeah. of 2023. Just under a year. Yeah. Why am I remembering it as you've been here long? I feel... Well, we've known you a long time. Yeah, yeah, I guess and we definitely... oh, we've talked about how you were going to move yes. here yes. for a few years. Yeah. And I've... then, like, pandemic threw a yes. lot of that off. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. We did come up here two years ago, too, to start, like, scouting out our yeah, move yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am I come up here multiple times a year to yeah. see family. Right. Because you're from hard, young. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Even not living here, we were coming up here multiple times a year. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we're <laughs> only just now coming up on a year since we moved. Wow. It just yeah. feels like so much longer. But, like, <laughs> pandemic era yeah. time yeah. is, like, it such time a weird for sure. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So you've been taking classes you're Mm -hmm. in musical improv at magnet Mm -hmm. right now yeah uh what other classes have you taken we took level two at bcc Mm -hmm. we did a harold workshop with our level two teacher micah there which was really fun and uh level two teacher micah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. um (laughs) but yeah right now magnet's musical program is like our focus course load wise because you know we're in level two uh, then we want to do level three and audition soon after that hopefully um but beyond that i mean i want to start taking more stuff besides improv more do more writing and stuff because Mm -hmm. in these 10 years our focus has been mostly almost exclusively on improv and Oh, it's definitely that's why the change up is happening. Yeah, definitely time to branch out a little more. So we've yeah. done a lot of dabbling with writing, and yeah. you know, in the first, in the last years at Alchemy, we were starting to help produce some of their first like main stage review oh, style cool. shows, okay. which involved some a lot sketch, more sketch. Yeah, you know, but um, um, but know. still, that was kind of like, you know, coming. I was the artistic director at the time for Alchemy mm-hmm. when we decided to initiate those kinds of shows, and it was like, you know having time to reassess what we wanted to do with the theater being closed, it mm-hmm. kind of gave a nice opportunity to be like, okay, what do we actually miss? What do, what do we want to do more of? And one of the big things was we can't be saying we do stand-up sketch and improv if we only if we do like 98% improv. That's like true, we yeah, either yeah. we should stop saying that we do stand-up and sketch or we should do stand-up and sketch. Yeah. So when we when the theater reopened, we were like, let's do sketch, mm-hmm. let's do stand-up. Yeah, so there's yeah. a lot more of it now. And um, the current artistic director is, you know, yeah. run away with it and it's it's going great. Oh, that's great. Uh, but that was um that was kind of like when we started getting back into doing sketch was yeah. through those kind of main stage review style shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've one thing I've noticed, and I think part of the reason why I felt like you've been here uh, so long is like how much you've been doing since you've been yeah. here. Yeah. And you've always been one to like really get involved because 
it was always really great talking to you both about improv. We've had a ton of conversations, Lindsay, yeah. about like approaches and mm -hmm. feelings we have about different things involving yeah. improv. So I'm, it's no surprise to me that you've been doing so much. And it's no surprise to hear that you were really like focusing in a big way on pumping up those other things. Yeah, Alchemy. Well, the, the beauty of having so much stage opportunities at Alchemy was that we like learned how to produce shows and yeah. learned what a good show looks like, what kind, like how to book different things, what mm -hmm. the layout of a show should look like, how to host shows. There's so much that goes into it other than performing. Exactly, um, yeah. And being so involved with the leadership at Alchemy really gave us like the skills to be able to do our own stuff when we came here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really, that's what we've been doing is, you know, just trying to say, hey, we, we promise we know what we're doing. I know we're going to take classes at your theater, but we promise we know how to do improv. Please book us. And the majority have said yes. So yeah, and been a bunch of stuff. Like, where all have you been performing? This yeah, last year? we've done a number of shows at BCC, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, spot. They have three um, different stages, and they're all great. Yeah, we were just at Young Ethel's last night. That's right, there, there, which is really With fun. Previous guest Sean Cantatori. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, Sean is so funny. We met her at the New South Festival a few years ago, and yeah, you know. We were Brilliant so happy to have yeah. her on our, our, our card and everything. Glad and, to uh, make that connection. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, and that was our second show at Young Ethel's. We have more shows at a couple other bars coming That's up. That's such a we great been, venue. Yeah, yeah it's we've, really nice. We've done yeah. it over at The Pit. The Pit, yeah. We've been um, able to do it, like at least one show at The Pit for the last four or five months, which yeah. is really nice. We have one there at the end of the month. Yeah, we're in their March Madness tournament next month. So uh, a, yeah. I also love that there's so much bar prov in New York, which is it really does not <laughs> exist in South Carolina or probably yeah. smaller markets. Probably, but yeah. it's fun to be able to you know, not have to go through a traditional theater structure in mm -hmm. order to get stage time, which is great. That is the beauty of a place like New York. And I would imagine LA and Chicago as yeah. well. Maybe, yeah. maybe places like Miami or sure. Atlanta, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Yeah. Just because there's so much saturation yes. in the big three mm -hmm. for live shows and performances, especially comedy and there's like even if you're not involved in the community there's the expectation that you can find it in a lot of different places right. even if you're just a yeah. consumer of comedy you know that you could find there are plenty of bars where you could just go hang out and you know watch some shows yeah so i think it's like the it's not just the performer community it's like the people who live there also know that that's available to them and mm -hmm. go to it yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah you know it was interesting like so young ethel's really great place to perform at and uh see shows at mm -hmm. and they are wonderful to performers there and i love that about them and i've been to a number of shows and attendance wise some could be okay and some could be really great and yeah. uh yours had a i think a decent showing for what i've seen mm -hmm. um and then the show before you there were like so many people i know yeah, i've never yeah. seen that many people yeah. at, a show yeah. at young ethel mm -hmm. i mean i had a birthday party that was like the same yeah. amount of people but <laughs> yeah. i mean that's a birthday party that's yeah. why that was so big but like <laughs> yeah and some, something you've been talking about too is like you know it's easy to get people to come to your first and second show yeah. mm -hmm. but then when you're you're like no actually we, we're trying to regularly perform you really got to try to like drum up an audience you gotta <laughs> warn your you friends gotta, yeah. that's yeah. why yeah, i want to yeah, bring exactly. this out mm -hmm. like bring this up was because like how do you get people out like what are some ideas because it's that, a lot of social, social media, media. Yeah. Um, we're um, popping up at 
jams uh, often and just trying just to, to get the word out that way to your face people. recognized by mm -hmm. people you know some yeah. people have recommended us like you know submitting information about our shows to different online publications yeah. and stuff like yeah. that like time out yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exploring more of that too but also that's a part of the impetus for do trying to branch out into more sketch and video content yes. because that's a lot of people rely on that stuff sure. like yeah. a lot of people find you know the comedians they like now through whatever TikTok, TikTok, TikTok Instagram yeah. you know and then the, you know come to the live show after that and right now we're doing the live show and we don't have the video content to <laughs> yeah. right. uh, to build to help build it yet so that's, uh, you know, that's part of the motivation there. And then on the other, the flip side of things, just as a point of comparison to Alchemy, like the amount of like promotion you were expected to do at Alchemy or had to do really, was like very none. minimal. You <laughs> yeah. know, your opportunities were coming very regularly if you're mm -hmm. on a house team or a flagship team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you're mostly just showing up to your practices and shows and doing the best, you know, trying to get better and do the best show you can. But there's not this sort of like worry of like you know are people gonna be there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, if, like, there's if like we only sell places yeah. for comedy. Yeah, in Greenville. we yeah. only sell three. We only sold three tickets. So like, are they gonna book us again? Like that's not gonna happen at Alchemy, right? Where, yeah. You know, it's just the one theater. You mm -hmm. know, and yeah. you know, there's only. 60 other people involved you know or whatever it is at a given time yeah and, and moving to a new place it was definitely the case in alchemy especially by the time we left that the majority of our friend group was all other alchemy people mm -hmm. but now moving here it's like all of the new friends we've made have all been comedy people so <laughs> trying to convince comedy people to go to your show versus any other show that they're trying to support is right. also a harder or show. they're doing yeah. their own they're doing their own yeah, show and know. it's like you want to support each other but it's like but if you're doing shows here, at the yeah. same time then yeah. you know yeah. It's just not going to work out. That doesn't mean you don't like support every, other people, but it's yeah. the timing is just really tough. Yeah, mm. every Wednesday I have a show, and there's a show that happens every Wednesday that uh, previous guest Zephyrin McDonough did, Elizabeth Zephyrin, and she's so awesome that I, I want to see mm -hmm. everything she does. Yeah. yeah, I love her to pieces. She's great. She's from the Carolinas. You know, oh, she's man. awesome. But the show's every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> like, what? opportunity am i gonna have to see this i'd have to get cut from my team or something but then, I, then it's like you don't want to get cut i don't want to get so cut you want to get right it's like you want to have that problem yeah it's better than the other like yeah. the other yeah. problem of not having shows and it's because of the saturation of yeah shows yeah. in new york which is like so it's like a blessing and a curse yes mm -hmm. great to be exposed to so much have so much opportunity mm -hmm. the downside is you don't get to see a lot mm -hmm. and uh if you are trying to put on a show, there's so much competition mm -hmm. in so many places. There are enough people here to go to all the sure. shows, but mm -hmm. like, how do you get in front of all of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And convince people who don't know you that you're going to be worth their while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The next, like, you know, long term, you want to have some sort of something that breaks through to attract people to your show who, you know, don't know you personally, <laughs> yeah. you know, or just yeah. think. Oh, this could be a funny show, and I want to yes. see a funny yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, it's great know? when friends come to shows, but eventually you want people who don't know you right. to also like you. Yeah, well, that was yeah. the thing. Justine and I have talked about this a lot about asking friends to come to shows. We realized this at Alchemy, or just like really in Greenville in general. Mm -hmm. Friends will come to a few shows, but if they're not comedy nerds, which there's a good chance they are not, if they're yeah. just your friends and family, yeah. then they're going to get burned out going to shows after a while. But yeah, They'll that's what we need. Yeah. yeah. But, but like your 10th show, it's like a far, way harder sell than your first show. Yeah. Right. I get burned out going to my own shows. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's you like know. there are all those time periods where I want to go to 
every show on uh, you know megawatt at magnet yeah. and then uh there are nights where i'm like i only have the bandwidth to go to mine yeah <laughs> like, yeah i am sure. too, i am comedied out mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to go home and watch a yeah sad documentary yeah. About, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead of do anything with comedy yeah yeah it can be it can be pretty exhausting but mm-hmm. you know ultimately we still keep doing it yeah. you know yeah so you mentioned you were spending so much time with improv over the last 10 years that you wanted to branch out into other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other, what sort of things are you learning having started with improv and then gone into sketch or musical improv? And- well, one, th- one thing that we really value in our duo set, um, just kind of like the style of improv we like to do is very like natural, real conversations. Even if they're absolutely insane characters, <laughs> they still talk very naturally. And I found for me, because I do not have a writing background at all, I'm very self-conscious about my writing. And it really has been since we've moved to New York that I've been like, nope, you can't be scared of it. You have to do it because <laughs> we're here and you need to take advantage of all the opportunities you can. Mm-hmm. But putting pen to paper, it's I think it's helpful to approach it from a very real conversational way. Because mm-hmm. I personally, like, I don't love when you watch stuff and it's like so stilted and you can tell yeah. that it was written in a lab and not... You know, there weren't like I, real. I'm totally with it's like you on that. It's not real people in mind, and, and I want it yeah. to be. I, I like. I like wacky stuff. I like silly mm-hmm. stuff, but I still like it to feel like it's a real voice. Oh, I'm so, so yeah. I, we're so on the same page. Yeah. With that. So yeah. I feel like coming at writing from an improv perspective, having the words come out in a natural way on paper when you're actually still writing them has been very beneficial because I feel like I can rely on like, well, what would this person say? Just like talk like them, right? You know. Yeah, and for, personally, I've always found in my style like you know and forget i can't i don't know if i can properly accredit this but some people like to break players down like producer or uh, yeah. director writer and actor right in yeah. terms of style and uh it's this you know like similar an to, to like, pirate ninja robot yes yeah <laughs> yeah um and i always uh you know identified personally with like the writer component of that as mm. a player i've I always found my words yeah. to be very very good with like the the type of things that you add into yeah it's so, there's yeah. so much specificity because you do have a very good vocabulary and you mm-hmm. i'm not weaponized not in a bad way but you weaponize <laughs> that vocabulary <laughs> i do whip out a lot of weird words <laughs> you know words. yeah but yeah. it's also like conceptually <laughs> what you're doing really gives the scene a lot yeah, of texture right that is super funny mm-hmm. as well as being like oh this is this works from what we've seen already of this scene yeah and it was also a curveball to a certain degree mm-hmm. and not too much of a curveball all the time it's just like yeah. oh i didn't anticipate this line at all that was a really creative idea yeah. that man it's just inserted in the scene but it's all, it's also just like really funny. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the words are the key to the idea for me mm-hmm. and how I can communicate that clearly. So in getting into doing more writing, there are times where I find that really serves me. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times where I'm trying to write something and none of it's clicking in yeah. the way that I want it to because I'm so hooked on the mm-hmm. wording of it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. you know, it, it cuts both ways. and. Yeah. But that's a little bit why we want to, you know, add more writing to our, you know, workload to our study 
Just load. expand the horizons you know. and yeah. what's possible. Yeah. And, and there's so many more resources around here for us to, yeah. you know, have access right. to that we didn't have access well, to. Well, we've got these reductress coasters here. I know. I know. Yeah. You could take reductress classes. Yeah. 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 Like, that would be, be really so cool. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like, like I'm a coming from like a theater background. I like it's it's exciting and fun to me to be like I want to let's film something like let's like actually yeah. act it out. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and not because not everybody really thinks about improv as acting, and it is what I know? do. That's yeah, I was I gonna say. Like I'm very much on that that uh, three prong idea there: the producer, writer, actor. I'm more on the actor side. Yeah, me as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but I I, I, I like that, yeah. to put like the like really react with my face and you all kinds do, of stuff yeah. on stage. So I like sketches fun, and, I'm and like, it's, it's more of that. It's a more extreme version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a really good combo you two in life and on stage because you're both hilarious but you are man it's like the writer and you see that when watching stuff it's like oh that's so funny and so interesting and then when i'm watching you Lindsay, i'm like wow like what great acting and so funny <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, like i'm always like really invested more when i watch you two play because of the interesting choices you're making from your per- perspective. Yeah, and I think it makes it a little scarier to like invest more of yourself in improv and be more cuz you do have to be like more vulnerable for acting. Like you know yeah. this, but you have to show more of yourself and I think mm-hmm. people sometimes That's especially if you especially if you get improv. into improv a little bit late like as an adult, mm-hmm. it can be very scary if you've never like revealed yourself. We all hide ourselves all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. started doing improv when I was 15, so I don't really remember <laughs> like yeah. the first like terrible few years of improv but i think it like makes you like get that acting part ingrained where like if i were to start improv at my age now i it would be totally different i Mm -hmm. think just because i would be probably more of like a you know closed off adult not in a bad way like it it, right it's It's just just like the way the world makes us uh, grow yeah and also you know it's already hard enough that you're making up the words and yeah. what's happening, but then to also not know where you're going to go emotionally mm-hmm. can make you automatically just shut down. Yep. At least that's like one of my issues. Like, so I'm always surprised with like a friend who watches me perform. It's like, Oh, I always think, you know, you have such stage presence, just be such a good actor. And I'm like, I feel like I'm phoning it in. No, you all are. The time. <laughs> you well, are. I appreciate that. But I, I honestly do feel like, off, after most shows, I'm like, I could have been uh, a little more vulnerable somehow, mm-hmm. or I could have been, I could have played that character a little bit more like a real person. Yeah. That, and oftentimes it's just like me being me and mm-hmm. not really letting myself drop too much in sure. out of some kind of fear yeah. that I'm experiencing. And just it's a natural thing. Out. Everyone's yeah. watching you and you got to, yeah. you know, and you want to be good. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I mean, that's, it's, um, oh, well, you know, let's talk about this. When I was at Alchemy, I'm curious if you had the same experience. When I was at Alchemy, I felt like go out there and do you and be and just like really be and go for it. Mm-hmm. And then coming here to New York where it's like, who knows who's in the audience, a producer <laughs> or somebody that I've like admired for years. on, Like people I admired before moving here mm-hmm. are now around or on stage with me. Yeah. And so now I'm a lot more, I feel like a lot more closed off than I was. 
in some ways I might be better than I was before. So maybe I'm still leveled out <laughs> and haven't regressed. Mm -hmm. But it, like, does that resonate with you at all? Like being here? And... That's a good question. That is a good question because yeah. to be honest, I have not thought that deeply about um, producers or those potential people <laughs> being in the audiences, but I'll uh -oh. damn sure I'll be aware of that now. Um, <laughs> I feel like at Alchemy, you know, it, you could, I, I don't know, I had a, a lucky run there, I think, of like getting on every team I wanted to be on, <laughs> like <laughs> having a ball. So I, I think that I didn't really. That is the great thing about the culture now. Yeah. Like you really can do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think like I didn't, I never felt like held back by anything there. Right. I think if anything here, it's not necessarily thinking about who's watching, but just thinking being in a, a bigger pond. And yeah. like, there's so many other people who are also really good yeah. and wanting to feel like I can hang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's something to the like, you know, regularity with which, you know, we were rehearsing for house teams or for main stage yeah. shows down there. Uh of that, you know, regularity really lets you with your team and your coach feel like you are setting goals sort of as a team and, yeah. and building towards those so that when you go out for your sh your show, you know what kind of swings you're sort of yeah. you know you know you're you know what you're going for out there yeah up here you know the there we're not on a house team there's no regularity of uh rehearsal in that regard except yeah. for one of our teams um but that's all mostly self-organized uh, yeah. and we're, we hire a coach for that uh probably every other practice or something like that which helps um but you know, you have to find that a lot more in mm -hmm. your, you know, in just how you play with other people. You know, what is our natural chemistry bringing mm -hmm. us and pushing us towards, but also what are our goals as individual players and for the, the types of shows that we want to do. Mm -hmm. So there's much more of a feeling it out process in terms of, you know, uh, how to start, uh, you know, approaching your shows and things like that. Yeah. So. I don't know how much it's necessarily impacted our style. Mm -hmm. uh, if anything, I feel like we can, you know, there's not as many opportunities for indie teams in South Carolina. Right, um, yeah. Just because there aren't as many venues. And because Alchemy has such a robust house team, like, right. you know, schedule, yeah. there aren't a ton of slots. The, so mm -hmm. we didn't get to do as much duo stuff as we probably would have wanted to. So having the freedom to mm -hmm. explore that now is very fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of nice. We When we do our duo stuff, that's almost like, the most comfortable yes. I feel like in my yeah. own style, yeah, you know, it. and especially now having done it six or eight times live in the last year, uh, I feel like we're really getting a handle on the form and stuff like that. But then there are other times, you know, where I'm certainly not a hundred percent sure of, you know, how the energy that I think I'm bringing onto stage is going to be received. And yeah. so, you know, maybe there's a little more hesitation or a little bit more, but, that just comes down to listening when you're on right. stage, you know, at the end of the day. I think, like, a lot of the times it's, you know, we're capable of clocking that and making those adjustments on the fly. At this point, I hope, you know. But also I think part of that comes from us not being on a house team right now and still being, take, like, still being in the process of taking classes at theaters. I yeah. think, you know, having, hopefully, if we audition and get on a team somewhere at some point, we have a little bit more of that structure and regular mm -hmm. feedback. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I always want a coach to tell me what I'm doing wrong. So mm -hmm. if <laughs> yeah. and there's just not as many opportunities for that right now, since we are just really practicing at home mm -hmm. in our apartment yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I think it's also the stage we're in in mm-hmm. the move. Like, yes, we are performing very regularly, but it's mostly us, yeah, you know, and yeah. it very regularly feels generous. Like we're, we're it's ramping up, you know, yeah. but hopefully once we get, you know, into a, uh, a theater community, um, then it'll feel a little bit more like regular scheduled, you know, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, that's one of the things that attracts us to magnet is just the, you know, it feels familiarly structured to alchemy yes in addition to the fact that uh, you guys are there and also (laughs) like you we got to see a lot of people from that theater performing festivals yeah 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 yeah. get these people taking workshops with them at different festivals (laughs) were always some of the best and yeah and uh i also think like you know our college experience and our alchemy experience has really made us value like the continued education of it all yeah, i think you know we love we we continue we keep trying to learn because we love doing it as much as we can but also because you know in college and in greenville we did go to so many festivals and you know half of the attraction of it was we get to learn so much great stuff from right. people who and, you know are coming to visit and so know. much improv instruction i feel like is taking little things from different people over the years and using it the way that will help you in the future like oh i love this exercise from this workshop i took i love this exercise from this workshop i took mm-hmm. and then you can kind of make it something that will make you better regardless mm-hmm. if you're like copying a whole workshop or whatever but um it just it's nice to be able to take little tidbits especially from teachers that you're not having all the time like yes it's great to have your regular teachers but if you have the opportunity to be taught by some like really incredible instructors and you know yeah people in like just like the greater new york comedy community Mm -hmm. like you should do that and (laughs) we love to do that the feeling of seeing something you like learn in a workshop like come to fruition on stage or like you notice yourself noticing it in the moment in a show it's like man that that was all worth it you know that i now you know have this extra layer or dynamic to my performance that I wouldn't have known to access if it wasn't for, you know, some great instruction. Yeah. Well, all of this is making me think about when I moved here and what that experience is is like where you're going from one kind of culture to a completely different kind of culture almost. And, you know, just like the world appears, Broadway's up here. So that means Broadway (laughs) actors are up here. Yeah, for sure. Broadway actors are up here. Yeah, TV and movie actors are up here, and yeah. people who want to be, and yeah. so there's just like a whole other ball game when you see shows because, like, oh, that person's they're on search party, they're they're real yeah. good, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, and also it just like you know it also speaks to again like the diversity of stuff that people are working on. For right, every person that we meet at a show or at a jam or something who is doing their, you know, video content for social media. There's another person who's right who's writing and submitting one act plays or right. you know, putting on their own readings. As right. Or doing to their own web series. Yeah. 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 It's really cool, you know, to yeah. be around that type it of is. stuff. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like you get exposed to a lot of different things and then you also like you learn things, but then you also maybe change your mind on things, mm-hmm. what you thought before, or yeah. maybe you think like, oh, this is a weird way to do it. Why are they doing it this way? Yeah. I mean, like one thing that I was just realizing is like back at Alchemy, you got put on a team. It, it wasn't competitive when you auditioned. It was all like, hey, we're just going to mm-hmm. play and then you're going to be on a team. Yeah. yeah. Then you get a slot for rehearsal you get a coach don't have to pay for that yeah here you got to pay for For the room you got to pay for the coach yeah for sure (laughs) so it's a lot it's like 
okay, that makes it almost makes it feel like, oh, this is like big time. Like I, I gotta yeah. really it, it puts this added stress maybe on it. I know you gotta <laughs> you really want to feel like you're getting the most out of it every time. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent for sure. Yeah, yeah, like seeing all that different stuff. And then like, you know, one of the things too you start noticing are maybe like cracks in the foundation, <laughs> maybe like talent will be really good. But like you were talking about earlier about wanting things to feel natural. Mm -hmm. I've seen a bunch of sketches where it didn't feel natural mm -hmm. because it was written based on like, well, this is the formula for the timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like it's so yeah. the way it's written and the way it's acted is sometimes like mm -hmm. yeah. off a little. And it's like, well, why doesn't this feel right to me? Cause I, it's yeah. not like when I watch SNL or something and it feels a little more like, mm -hmm. you know, these, these people are real people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one thing, one thing that like, if I don't want to sound shitty for this, but like one thing that kind of feels good too is moving here. Like, you know, we are not professionals by any means, but we do have a, a number of years of improv under our belt, but it's mm -hmm. nice to move to a big city. Cause I know when I moved, when we moved, like my mindset was like, everyone's going to be so good and I'm going to feel terrible. And I was like looking forward to that. kind of. Uh -huh. But then when you move and you're like, oh no, everyone is kind of like inching closer to being better yeah. in all of the markets. It's not like, <laughs> right. like there's not, there's nothing in the New York water that's making people specifically like you still have right. to grind it out. You still have to you practice, have to you have to do all yeah. of those things. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of was like validating yeah. of like, you know, cause you've seen incredible improv outside of New York city. Yeah. Um, so it just, it, it's, it's nice to feel like everyone who's, who wants to be doing this art form is still kind of just chipping away at it and getting better and right. better and better. Totally and knowing yeah. that, you know, we can, we can kind of hang in New York, even though, yeah, you know, totally. we, but it feels crazy. Cause like, especially not living here for so long and you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're from around here. You've been mm -hmm. a lot more exposed to the city than I am, but I, you know, had a little bit of stars in my eyes when you first moved. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make it big. <laughs> um, but then you kind of, you can do shows pretty quickly if, yeah. if you know what you're doing. It's, I almost yeah. had nice. the it's opposite good. reaction, though, because before I came here, there were people like, oh, Jason, you're going to be on SNL. And I'd roll my eyes because, like, I'm probably aged out. And I, it's like Those are the same people that are like, your skits were so funny. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's, I'm not probably on the track yeah. for getting on SNL. And then I got here and I saw a sketch show and it was like, this amazing performance. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, they should be on SNL. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be on SNL. Yeah. But then as time went on, I did start feeling, like, a little bit more like, oh, I can hang. Mm -hmm. I can hang here. Like, people appreciate me here. Yeah. yeah. We're, like, who I think are amazing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it feels nice. when mm -hmm. That is a nice experience. Yeah. Uh, the fallback for me at the end of the day is always just, like, that we're doing it for our own joy. Right. Yeah, it's, now, fun. Like, it's really fun. If we produce a hundred shows in a row that no one comes to, we'll still do a hundred shows, you know, right. like yeah. we'll still, we'll still keep doing what we're doing because yeah. we love doing it. You know, I've been uh, like comedy obsessed person since I was like in fourth grade, yeah. you know, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think part of the reason the words are so important to me because I was such a voracious consumer of stand up from the time I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, eight or nine until I like graduated high school. And then when I got to college, it became all about improv and like yeah. alt comedy and stuff like that. So I'm not a stand up nerd like I used to be, but like uh, when I'm doing comedy and pursuing comedy, it's still the access. It's me right. accessing that childhood joy and yeah. like dream that I always had to be doing this type of stuff. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, uh, the days where I feel like I can't hang, I still am. I'm still like, you know, 
come from that point of gratitude for being able to do it at all. You know? Yeah, and I don't mean like feeling like you can hang is the most important thing, but mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, when you have a huge move and you've been like mm -hmm. building it up in your head for a long time, and especially like you said, like it got pushed back with the pandemic and everything, that when you finally get here, you want to make it worth it for yourself. You want right. to feel like yeah. I didn't move here and then never get to perform or everyone thinks I'm terrible right. and no one, right. you know, yeah. like I grinded it out at another theater for mm -hmm. a long time and no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was the other part where it's like, I, I love it and I want to mm. keep doing it and I want to I want to hopefully be given more opportunities yeah, to do that. Right. So the fear is like you move and then everyone's mm. like, actually, we don't want what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the fact that that didn't happen mm. at least yeah, like, exactly. cool, yeah. cooled off the nerves like a little bit. Yeah. You know, they're still definitely there because mm. we we want to continue to do bigger and better things, but feeling like you know people do like what you have to say. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. It's not like, needing the validation, but the validation does sort of confirm some things. Yeah. And that's nice. And sometimes yeah. the validation is needed in order to give you more shows. Yeah. So you know, so it's some of it is like, you know, I hope you like me so that you will book me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 The laugh is like how I connect with people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Um that, that that's always the most gratifying mm -hmm. thing about it. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that is a, a big element of it for sure. Yeah. You know, I was pursuing that. Yeah. Well, just like getting to like meet people and make people laugh. Like, it's, it's like I still like, so it's always so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still just like, how am I making Robin laugh? This yeah. Part? She's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that when I, started doing improv in college and Lindsay was already part of Mock Turtle Soup at Clemson when I joined, like making you and like Aaron laugh specifically was oh, like yeah. the best feeling in the world. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. To feel like uh, I was doing well and like um, that, you know, like I said, was connecting with these people through the laughter uh, of doing that. Um, and especially with you guys having been in the troop already mm -hmm. was extremely gratifying and it made us all feel very close at, least, yes. you know, yeah. at that yeah. time and everything. I know, but that's so funny that you, like every time you say that, it like is so like heartwarming and cute, mm -hmm. but like your audition was the most unique audition that I ever mm -hmm. sat in on the entire time in Mock Turtle Soup because the audition process where there were two days of auditions, you only had to come to one day, but no one got in if you only came to one day. Um, and then you get, and then you get asked to go to a get call back. But like, it was really, cause there, there's usually so many people that you don't, it's not because it's like, oh, you could only come to one day. It was like, you, you just don't see them enough. Yeah, right. yeah that, that, mm. that was the main thing. Right. But literally after his audit, he only came to one day. After his audition, we all went to cookout and we're like, we gotta get this guy. <laughs> oh my God, he's so funny. His callback, we didn't even discuss it. We were like, he's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the easiest decision of all four years of being in audition, yeah. like sitting in on audition. And so, I, you guys asked me later, like, why didn't you come to day two? And I was like, I just thought I killed it on day one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then for you, I was a like, little tired at the second day and I thought I did well enough to get the call back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but yeah. for you to be like, oh, I just wanted to make them laugh. Like you you were the easiest <laughs> person to make us laugh like yeah. over the entire college experience mm -hmm. of being in Montreal. Well, yeah, there was, uh, it was very much an instant connection for me. Cause like I said, you know, voracious consumer of stand-up wanted yeah. to be yeah. like a huge stand-up comedian when I was a kid. Yeah. Tried it a few times in high school. I did not connect with it, you know, the way I <laughs> always wanted to. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But so when I went to Clemson, I was like, I got to find ways to do comedy while I'm mm -hmm. here in college and stuff. And so I found this troupe and it, it, as soon as I started doing it, I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. I right. Like yeah. Spark that 
you know, that's has not gone yeah. away. Since. That's awesome. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. And just to speaking to like you making you guys laugh, <laughs> I was coming from like all boys Catholic high school. So just having like two girls who I could hang out with like, like several <laughs> times a week <laughs> and like, you know, yeah, yeah. That made it feel really good. Too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funny. Um, but also like you and Aaron, Lindsay, like you both, I remember feeling good about getting making you two laugh when I did like a duo show with Andrew Van, oh, yeah. and you all were in the audience and and like really laughing, and I was like, oh, "Dude, I got them to laugh hard!" Like I was like, "It is like a vote of confidence." Yeah, <laughs> when totally. You get them when, to laugh. when like yeah. people you think are funny are laughing at you. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it's great to like just going through alchemy and getting taught by all of the, you know, the funniest people out there. Right, it's great. Yeah. But then getting to be on teams with them, I was like, oh, yeah, it's so, it's so great. It's always like, still like, if I make Harrison laugh, it, that's a great <laughs> laugh to get. And I'm always like, how did I get, how did I make that work? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I still am la that way. Like we sat in and he was laughing at something I did. And I was like, what? Yeah. I feel like that's just like a human thing on some level to try to make people laugh. But I feel like if you're, you know, psychos about surprise. No, but but also be like if you're like comedy psychos, like, yeah. then you're like that's such yeah. a it's a, it takes up a way bigger percentage of your brain than maybe it should. Yeah. But that's what leads us here. No, you know? totally. Yeah, it still feels great. We did yeah. I don't know how many countless shows with Ben and Harrison yeah. by yeah. the time we were done at Alchemy, but it still felt really good as to a get the chance to play with the people who when you started you just looked up to right yeah. and then b to like you know make them laugh to hold your own and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. yeah i still think about like i met ben like after a random workshop like freshman year of college and i was like mm -hmm. oh this guy's like he's been doing it for you know this long already and he's so great and everything yeah. and, and that was like right around when alchemy started yeah that yeah. was maybe like the first year of alchemy yeah a lot yeah or like a, a maybe first couple of years maybe the second year because i think yeah. it, i think alchemy started the same year i started college so maybe like the oh second gotcha year. wow yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. So, so that's a different experience. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I didn't know any of them yeah. <laughs> except for yeah, that's so Meg and Jason, but I didn't know Harrison and Ben at all. Yeah. Like yeah. I was in, I was in Mock Turtle Soup at the same time as Larry. Yeah. We only had one year of overlap. Yeah. But like, so you, you, know, so... you were able to like look up at, yeah. uh, look up mm -hmm. to them in a different way mm -hmm. because yeah. you had that Mock Turtle Soup mm -hmm. experience and of like, those are veterans from Mock Turtle Soup. And even more of a unique, like I, my first show of being in Mock Turtle Soup was the 10th anniversary alumni show for Mock Turtle Soup. So they oh, were I've all of this. these yeah. people coming <laughs> yeah. back. So yeah. there were like 30 something, you know, alumni. So if I didn't meet anybody, if I didn't know anybody before, I met them then. You met them you know? then, yeah. And that was like the second month of college. Wow, so. that would have been, yeah. yeah. So I, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it because mm -hmm. when Alchemy started, when it started, I didn't know Ben and Harrison, mm -hmm. of course, like before I joined, I knew Harrison, but um, it is it is really interesting to hear it's because it's sort of like the experience I've had with Magnet, where mm -hmm. I see like Chet Siegel and oh, yeah. and Rick Andrews, mm -hmm. and then I come here and Rick Andrews is my level one teacher, mm -hmm. and then um, I eventually years later do improv with Rick. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. What? What? Yeah, see, I, I still feel like that about him because I feel like yeah. you know taken a number of workshops at NCCAF and mm -hmm. other uh, festivals and stuff, but it's still like, well, yeah. he's like yeah. the best teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Good, yeah. Yeah. It's really, I, it just speaks to like, uh, you know, the importance that this has had for all of us, you know, yeah. and such a through line to so many of the important relationships and friendships in yeah. our lives, you know, 
mm -hmm. um, which is just nice to think about. Yeah, you, you know, you can trace the whole arc of our relationships through the shows we did. The first time I met Harrison, I was in Mock Turtle Soup, uh, and we came to do a show, and then Local Legends was after, so we were the storytellers. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I think I, I saw that show. Yeah, I told a story about, like... <laughs> I may have been in the show. Yeah, I, purpose, I told a story about, like, basically purposely bombing my AP U.S. history test because I... It was the hardest class that I took, and I never, like, was good at it. Like, I really tried to be good at AP U.S. history, and I just... Was, I never got above, like, a 74 on a paper or anything like that. Was so this, I, like, the DBQ? Yeah, yeah. I, like, the DBQs, I couldn't... I don't know what it was, but I, I wasn't using the documents right in my essays. I don't Document know. I think that... I kind of think my teacher didn't like me, uh, you know, which was fine. I think I had several teachers who didn't like me, um, but... Uh, I told a story about like just bombing my AP US history test on purpose because it was the same day as prom and I just wanted to like leave as early as possible. And then Harrison comes out and he's like, I'm an AP US history teacher. And he does like a whole scene about explaining, you know, no, what did you, to me. I want to see what you wrote though. I wrote like the, I wrote like a bunch of quotes from like Billy Madison, you know, like when they're doing the academic decathlon at the end. Uh, I, I, then there's like three essays. Yeah. I drew a picture of the American flag, you know, <laughs> uh, and you know, stuff How like you that. You get an eclipse then after this. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but so I, I definitely a got a, I got a four on my yes. Yeah. So I definitely got a one. And uh, yeah, that was that was how we met. Was him being like a an impressive improviser who was running a theater and hosting a show, and then in the same motion, like scolding me for my performance in high school. Yeah, you know, like, 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 he did not forget that. That came up a number of times. Yeah, if you're knowing yeah, him. yeah. And sure. honestly, he never stopped being mad. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, well, I yeah. I still haven't learned. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the impact that improv has had over the court, especially like still being, you know, relatively young people, mm -hmm. it's like you, you've, you've done it for a, dec a decade and you're not even 30, mm -hmm. you know, like that's yeah. crazy. Like yeah. that's yeah. like a, a wild Yeah, and the thing. fact that you started at 15. Yeah, yeah. Like in was, high school? Was yeah. it just like the school had yeah. something? So my high school had a very robust, uh, pretty intense theater program and mm -hmm. it was four-pronged. It was acting, singing, dancing, and improv. So wow. it was a lot of musical theater, but then we would also do improv, some to inspire character work. Mm -hmm. But um, also just to learn about improv because it's, you know, it is part of theater. Um, but I was talking, so uh, fellow January birthday, Haber. Yeah. Um, my birthday mm -hmm. was a couple weeks ago and we were out uh, for brunch. And um, one of my best friends from high school, uh, and like I've known him since we were five, like lives here now. And we were talking about on days, there were four, there was a group of four of us. Um, and on days when our theater teacher would try to get us to do something that we did not want to do, we would literally like bang on the ground and go, eh, bra, eh, bra, eh, bra. <laughs> because we wanted to do that instead. And sometimes he said yes. <laughs> um, I yeah. wish I had that when I was in high school because when I was little and I, I relate with your desires as a kid, man, it's because when I was in fourth grade, that was when I got real nerdy about SNL. Mm -hmm. I had watched oh, yeah. it, but I and I had already wanted to be an actor because I saw Ghostbusters. It's like, <laughs> totally like Bill Murray totally inspired me. That's awesome. And I got to tell Bill Murray that once. Oh, oh my god! god. I'll tell you that. Was it when he was crashing at tailgates? <laughs> <laughs> I, I he was at his bar he co-owns mm. in Charleston. Charleston. Yeah, oh, very cool. Um, he was awesome about it. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I I had that already, but then I got super nerdy about like the Nick at Night re-air mm-hmm. 30 minute versions of the 70s era of SNL. Mm-hmm. I just got super nerdy about it and then started watching the new era of, of like the current at that time era of SNL mm-hmm. and just got crazy nerdy about it and then really got into stand up um probably like 6th grade mm-hmm. and was just watching it yeah all the time it was yeah. like on the comedy channel all the mm-hmm. time and then was like I kind of want to do stand up but then I was like no you know what I don't have a thing I can't do stand up I yeah. you know, I'll be an actor but I wish in High school because I wasn't doing anything. Was it, did you do theater? Or I didn't do theater in high school because mm-hmm. I didn't think I was like uh, TV film. Sure. <laughs> you know, it was like what I was thinking about. Even though, like now, I'd be like, I, I do really like live performance. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I was just like, oh, you know, that just doesn't seem like my vibe. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't into. I was. It seemed like a lot of period piece type. And it's tough when you're in high school so like, to decide. Especially right. when like theater is not necessarily the coolest thing, Visual, yeah. Like vis- visibly in like the scheme of high school groups, right. yeah. it's like yeah, it's yeah. cool to like do sports, <laughs> right? To, like do that kind of stuff and being like, I'm gonna do theater. Yeah, it's like that's like a big choice to make as a insecure teen. <laughs> yeah, and like I was already like felt very different than everybody else, and just like had a tough time. Yeah. Throughout that time period, because I was, I just felt like kind of on my own island Mm -hmm. so i i was sort of just like a wallflower who just like bounce around and talk to different people yeah so i was never like yes theater's my thing let me do it i was like nah i don't know Mm -hmm. and if something like improv was going on i would have totally loved to do that i wish they had stuff like yeah i mean i I feel lucky that i was exposed to it so young Mm -hmm. um especially because like i said like you know on Unfortunately and fortunately, you got, you do a lot of bad improv when you first start doing improv. Like <laughs> you're gonna, it's the same thing with any hobby. You're gonna you're be gonna bad at it for a while. You're yeah, gonna, yes, you're, <laughs> there you're are, gonna argue. There are so many things that happen, especially like I taught one on one for a long time. You taught the one on one as yeah. well. Like you see the same things. It's just like the the way that people attack improv when you learn it for the first time. Uh-huh. There's no harm in being a beginner. But I'm very right. glad that I was a beginner when I was already so awkward and like so <laughs> yeah. feeling weird about everything that I was like, what's one more weird thing? Yeah. You know, like and I honestly, already feel weird about myself. Like I might as well do this too. Right. And honestly, you also get encouraged by being that weird teenager yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by doing improv. Because yeah. it's what the instructor is going to be like, yes, yes, more of that. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I, I was not like the... Getting the leads, being the femme fatale in the, my high school theater, but I did get the funny parts, so that's yeah. kind of like pushed me in that direction. Yeah, I did school plays from like fifth grade to eighth grade. Wow, like growing up, uh, but I didn't do it in high school. I wish I had in hindsight because one of the first people in my life who like encouraged me to do any sort of comedy stuff was the music and play director of the of St. Joe's. Uh, Mr. Strybos, uh, who encouraged me to like do some of the comedy relief stuff in some of those plays. And we did weird ones. We did like um, uh, Godspell and. Um, well, makes sense for like, all boys at the guy's Yeah. Well, this was, was at St. Joe's. Yeah. This was in middle school. Still but then, school. but I wish I had continued that into high school. A, because in hindsight, I wish I had more of that skill base. But also, it could have been an opportunity to feel more encouraged in that way to pursue that stuff. And instead in high school, I did basically 
zero extracurriculars. And like, <laughs> an English teacher once referred to me as like a ghost who floats through the halls. Like, uh, just I literally, say, just like, I know, like, yeah, basically see through, you know, oh like, God. yeah. And, um, oh, Mr. Cellophane would have been perfect for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we all, I, I figured it out eventually. Yeah. I, yeah. Found, I found the thing that I connected with at the right time, ultimately. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. 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 Those mean, early experiences were very formative. Yeah. 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 I mm. think so. I did do, and I've talked about it on the podcast maybe too much, but I did do improv in college one semester because it was just a class I took. Mm -hmm. And that was when I did the bad improv even yeah. though like there are some people who like what i was what i did in the what i did in the show i just you know it was like very uh, prop based yeah i feel like <laughs> so, which i'm not good at so i was like yeah. and then just was also wasn't an encouraging uh, uh atmosphere mm -hmm. so i didn't i just didn't learn you're yeah. using that prop wrong <laughs> <laughs> that made up prop that you're holding with your hands you well, idiot it was, it was very um it's a very disjointed way of like that teacher is great for acting, but it wasn't really the best way to teach people improv for the first time. Yeah. Because it was read truth and comedy. Mm -hmm. Well, that's long form. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do in class. Short form. Yeah. Whose lines in any way type stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you be a bit machine? I'm going to hand you a brush and do a bunch of stuff with it. Yeah. So that was the atmosphere I learned it. Yeah, so I just up. I just really didn't learn in a good atmosphere. And so I wasn't that was when I did my bad improv. But I'm kind of thankful that it wasn't in front of an audience so yes. that it wasn't yeah. like when I started alchemy. At least I had been doing stand-up for a while when mm -hmm. I started alchemy. And so I had a lot of stage time mm -hmm. and had my bad experience with improv. Yeah. And just could just be inspired when mm -hmm. I was at Alchemy. Being comfortable on stage is such a huge part of it. Huge part of it. You yeah. know, it's, there's so much fear in improv in general that you don't want to be afraid of the stage. Mm -hmm. I think it's like natural to be afraid of improv to an extent, just because like you don't know what you're gonna say. Right. But if you're uncomfortable also being on stage mm -hmm. at all, yeah, it just like is a recipe for weird stuff to come out. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, um, like trying to like outbid each other. Like I hate feeling like I'm in that position where I have to like out joke someone because I'm not some improv. it kills it because I'm not somebody who like is full of just jokes that are ready right um and it only is coming from a place of fear and when you see other people being like oh I got all these jokes I'm gonna be like joke 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 then I just you end up doing such weird stuff in return because <laughs> yeah. they're not coming at it from like a collaborative standpoint right they're coming at it from like I'm gonna get my joke out you gotta match my joke right and I that is so not the kind of stuff I like to do and that's the kind of stuff that makes me freeze yeah because then I'm like I don't know know how to support you when you're only saying your own jokes right you know? right yeah. yeah and that's why like i have a lot of love and respect for ucb and it was ascat that got me as an adult wanting to oh, do yeah. improv mm -hmm. but the, i feel like people who do well in in their style are bit machines yeah. like mm -hmm. people who can just like churn it out and always have some sort of interesting funny thing to say mm -hmm. um but if you're more emotion based or relationship based like naturally like i am then it just i'm just not going to be great at that yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's it feels it's hard. totally something that should exist oh for yes. the for the bit machines out there but it's just not something i can like adhere to all the, the bit machines deserve opportunities yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and i like some of my favorite improvisers like uh 
Ben Schwartz is like mm-hmm. one of those people I always name is like, I wish I was as good as him, mm-hmm. but I'll never be like him. Yeah. Be my the, brain is, the brain doesn't work that way. Right, like, right. Yeah. He's so fast. He's so quick. Mm-hmm. And he always has like a really funny idea that mm-hmm. you can put in. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a being down on myself. No. Like, just in a, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, I. Yeah. I just know myself well enough to know that that's not my strong suit. Yeah, but like TJ and Dave are totally different style from Ben Schwartz. Right. And also they're, Dave they're also incredible. my other favorite. You know? yeah. like, they're also incredible. I just, yeah. you know, the style doesn't matter as long as the quality's there, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, or at least for me, like I want to consume all different kinds of improv. Like, Me too. You yeah. know, if you want to come at it from a really jokey place, if you're funny, great. I want to watch. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's when they're not funny that it's like, I don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. I know this is a hot take, but if you're not funny, I don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you guys had to struggle like that. As we established, I was great right away. <laughs> uh, no, I'm completely kidding. But uh, I felt like, honestly, in hindsight, the thing that helped me uh, just like do a good audition at the beginning was the thought that like no one's here to see anyone do nothing. <laughs> you know, like me as a player you as my scene partner, like no one in the audience. No, I'm not here to watch you do nothing. You're not here to watch me do nothing. The audience is not here to watch anybody do nothing. So doing anything is a great start, yeah. you know? And I just think having even that level of like, like confidence or acceptance of what yes. we're doing yeah. here right. is like, is, is the right foot to start off on. Yeah. You know? And like it, it, that takes me back to something I heard, um, Lewis Cornfeld say in the Magnet podcast, uh, RIP Magnet podcast. Um, <laughs> I love that podcast. We had a lot of really great episodes. But he was saying something about the nerves he felt playing with the people he was looking up to. Mm-hmm. And he said that he pretty quickly realized that all they really wanted was for him to be decisive. Yeah. yeah. And that's really all it is. Like, like you have those nerves. We all do. Mm-hmm. Just do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, do something we all, emphatically and then it'll work. Yeah. Like, we all have taught and coached a good bit. And I feel like for, for me, the most, one of the most common notes uh, I'll give is like, did you decide how you know each other? Did you decide where you are? <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you decide what's going on? Because yeah. if you can't answer yes to one of those things, then the scene is probably mm-hmm. not going to be incredible. Like, all yeah. you have to right. do is. Choose. You just gotta pick something pick and then something, do that. Stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I totally I totally relate to what Lewis described uh with Alchemy's flagship teams because of how the cast sort of rotate, you know, like you'll see a lot of the same people, you know, from time, you know, week to week, but then after like six months, some people rotate off, new people come on. And I know that when I joined like flagship teams that I had been watching for a long time, I definitely needed people to be like uh, we wanted we wanted you on this team because you are you and we like your style and we mm-hmm. think you'll be a good fit and so play like you and then right. being on that team telling that to new people always is like you know something so that makes a big yeah. difference yeah you know, just telling right. them like none of us are none of us added you to this team because we expect you to defer to us you know <laughs> they're like, asking that, you they think happens. you can do it yeah that's so common that that happens when yeah. someone new comes on is like well you guys have your thing i'm just gonna i'm just yeah. gonna support and it's yeah. like nope. yeah. no 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 we did person cast that night yeah sometimes yeah. that happens and yeah. you have to do an hour-long armando with three people mm-hmm. we need you to do stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such an understandable thing that makes to think like, oh, they want me to do their thing, mm-hmm. but they don't. They want you to do your thing. Like yeah. even, even yeah. someone as famous and successful as John Mayer experienced that when he was asked to be on Herbie Hancock's album, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm a bluesy guy. 
they're jazz aficionados. <laughs> yeah. I can't do what they do. And he had to like pep talk himself and he came to the same conclusion of like, they asked me to be on here because yeah. they want me to do what I do. I don't have to try to be what they do. And it lets you so off the hook yeah. when you can recognize that. It's like, no one's asking you to do something because they think you can't do the thing yes. they're asking yeah. you to do. Yeah. It's easy to forget yeah. though. Like I've had to personally like tell myself more since moving here, just mm -hmm. because we were in a nice little bubble and yeah. you know, especially <laughs> when you're not meeting, you're like in leadership, like who's going to tell you that you're bad? Like there's not just, and it's not because you don't deserve to hear that. It's because they're, it's just not a huge community. Yeah. Like it just, you know, you kind of, there's only so many people who are interested in doing it in Greenville, South Carolina. Right. So, and it's like a, it's a fun hobby. Yeah. And, and that, like most of the people there is like, I'm getting my creative outlet out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But moving here, I've had to mentally tell myself before we go on stage for something that I'm like feeling weird about or feeling self-conscious. I'm like, they want me here on purpose. They want me here on right. purpose. They mm. want you to do the thing that you like to do. You, they want you. I just have to like tell myself a couple times, like they want you here on purpose. <laughs> like, they, yeah. so, but it does help a little bit to be like, it does, they, yeah. you're supposed to be here. You, they yeah. wanted you to be here. Mm -hmm. Just do that. Like do, do the thing that you know how to do. Yeah. yeah. I had to tell sure. myself that when I was asked to um, play with the weekend team I'm on now, but also mm -hmm. when I was asked to just guest on a, the Armando Diaz experience, oh, it's like, which was the first yeah. thing I was asked to guest on was like a couple of years ago was, was them or a few years ago. And you know, that's like Rick Andrews. Chase, yeah, I mean, Alana, Fish Pie, like, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> a lot of yeah, really great people. A lot of Alchemy. Really great. I mean, their longest running show is the local legend show, which is like an Armando, Armando. style show, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, coming from you know a place where that features so heavily into how they teach <laughs> yeah. and like how well, like the, an Armando started, yeah, the magnet, yeah, yeah, <laughs> their applications of the Harold skills and stuff like that mm. to get an opportunity like that is, is really Huge. awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's, it's been great, mm -hmm. and it's like you meet so many really amazing, interesting people, and also like all of this that we've talked about has reminded me of something Peter McNerney told me because he was early guard in New York doing improv of UCB existing, so mm -hmm. he was in classes, and like Lewis Cornfield was in classes with Ben Schwartz, and uh, Peter's wife was in like her best friend was Aubrey Plaza <laughs> you know and like all these people that we admire so highly mm -hmm. we're just like they're classmates yeah. yeah and I remember saying something to Peter like uh and he didn't he wasn't speaking of anyone in particular particularly the people I mentioned but I said so I'm like oh it must have been amazing to be around all these people who are famous improvisers now and he was like yeah, they were starting out like they were fun. Mm -hmm. They're funny, but we were all in the same boat. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. They yeah. weren't like everyone has to start at some point, and like <laughs> right. you do get better. You yeah. get right. way like, better. Ben Schwartz was not who he is now sure. at his level one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was funny and fun, I bet, but he wasn't like oh yeah. my god but that and it's good to remember that though because it's so easy to think that way of like he must have always been that funny i'm not that funny i'm never exactly. gonna make it and i've seen yeah. people do that i've seen i mean on a bad that. day i think that way for sure yeah you know and you gotta just get yourself out of it where it's like of course they have to learn what that was. yeah you just know yeah. what a herald is <laughs> yeah you don't know how to do like game jo like there's so much stuff where it's like it's not innate you know mm -hmm. right and like uh, what's innate for you in doing it is what's going to make you shine. Yeah, and like whatever you see shining in somebody else is just what's innate in yeah, them. Totally. But like the activity of like building a scene from nothing, that's just something you got to learn. That's yeah. that's not innate at all. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for me again, once again. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, no, totally. And, and I mean, again, it just comes back to what we said earlier about continuing education. Like, yeah. The learning really never stops. Like the opportunity to, you know, add another skill to your tool belt never mm -hmm. goes away. The opportunity to see something from a new perspective from somebody who has more experience than yeah, you I mean, never goes away. You know, it's always, you know, accessible to you. And that's part of what is so great about the form in general. Yeah. You know? But that's what has been so great about doing magnet musical classes because we did a lot of musical improv. There was a very long running house team at Alchemy that was a musical team, but it was all self-taught and we were all figuring it out as we went because, mm -hmm. you know, none of us had like traditional, like there were people who had musical theater, like musical theater and musical training, but not musical improv training. Mm. So it was like we kind of had to marry being able to do good scene work and also knowing how to bring the songs into it. And doing, um, and, an acapella and doing an acapella without accompaniment. Was, we couldn't right. even push off that part of the, right. you know. But, like, there was so much going on, like, trying to figure out how to do it on our own. That mm. now being in classes and learning, like, oh, there is this, like, song structures. And, yeah. like, even looking at the, something that I would say we kind of know how to do. Mm. But looking at it from a different perspective and, and building on that skill even more has been amazing. It's been so fun. Mm -hmm. Um so there, it's like, even if you think you know how to do something, yeah. you take a class in it, you kind of realize you don't all mm -hmm. the way, but that's like good. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that's why you're taking the class. It's why you want to get better. There's an element of like compare and contrast in like all yeah. improv education, I think, where like a healthy portion of it at any <laughs> given point, especially like just regular improv training is just figuring out what other people call different notions <laughs> or ideas or games <laughs> or, or exercises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you do this like with a slightly different, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Stuff like Honestly, that. Honestly, that's one thing I'm like, I hate Zup. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm anti-Zip Zup. Zup. It is not. Yeah. Where did we see that? Was that I've in seen, a class or something? No, I've, I've had multiple people. I heard someone different... say it the other day on, on yeah. my team. They were like, yeah. Zup Zup. And I was like, I guess they just accidentally said Zup. <laughs> I've heard a number of people but say it over the years, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, zip zap zap. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we're a zap family. that's right. Uh, I think because that is so, that just seems to be such a predominant element. Like the opportunity to learn never disappears. Mm -hmm. You know, you're yeah. always going to be able to go somewhere else, right? And enter an environment where you know. Uh, it feels different, but then you figure it out and you find those similarities. You're like, oh, actually, we do very similar yeah, shows. Yeah. We just like approach it slightly. Yeah, cool. Right? Okay, I can key into these skills in a way that I know how, and then I'm learning new skills. You know, at the same time, you know, it's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this has been a great talk. We are at the end. Oh great. wow! We create something together. Mm -hmm. um, what should we do? Should we do an improv scene? Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Improv. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, did you have <laughs> I had no other ideas. Mm -hmm. I was like, how can we put all these thoughts together? And I think the only way is to uh, do, do a scene. Mm -hmm. So let's get a suggestion. Great. Sweet. From canigeta.com. Oh, that's a good website for a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we get a location, a relationship, or a word? Mm -hmm. Just a word, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A suggestion of anything at all? Optimism. Mm. <laughs> okay. Great. Oh, my ankles are wet. Just your ankles? Yeah. It's just something I've been noticing. Have you guys noticed? My ankles, yeah, you're, 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 ankles getting wet? I just, um, just sort of noticed it in the cafeteria. No, I wear my long jeans. Yeah, I wear, I wear big old boots. Yeah. So, yeah. My, my feet get sweaty, but my ankles, I think, remain bone dry. <laughs> 
I know you moved from the desert, but here in the Pacific Northwest, this is kind of reality for us. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Damn. You guys really live like this. Yeah. yeah it's not, yeah. it's actually like a pretty nice place to live. Yeah. This is going to sound dumb, but I thought we were sinking. You thought we were sinking? You thought we were sinking I in thought this the, boat? I thought, yeah, I thought the whole, I thought this whole sort of, I thought like the city was sinking like a, yeah, like a big boat, oh, you know? I, I'm so, okay. And so your lead off question to figure that out was your ankles are wet yeah. and are anyone else's ankles wet? Well, you guys see, you guys are acting normal. Like you guys are just going about book club. Like it's still just a regular book club, but I'm here. My ankles are soaking wet and I'm thinking, you know, am I about to drown? But I don't, you guys are acting normal. So I wanted to bring it up in a casual way. Well, I think I just want to understand how your ankles exclusively are wet. Really? Yeah. I, uh, are your it looks, feet it looks, it looks like maybe you grew you grew a little too fast. You got some you got some short jeans. Yeah, I know. Well, coming from such an arid climate, you know, being with the hydration, you know, I'm part flower. You guys know that. Oh yes, you know, I told course. you guys that. No. Yeah, I could right. tell by the look. Yeah, I think being I didn't in, want to say it. Being in the more humid, you know, yeah, thank yeah, you. being in the humid desert. Being in the humid, I thought we we're in the Pacific we Northwest. Are. Yeah, we are. Okay. no, oh, I was oh, coming oh. from the arid desert. Yes, we're in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Uh -huh. The humidity is causing me to grow, and my ankles are wet. Mm -hmm. Can we get back to talking about the book? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry I brought it up. I thought you know, I really we thought we, which, I thought we were going to die, and you know, I I just wanted to talk about it if that was the case. Which March sister do you think you are? If you had to pick, oh. I didn't read it. I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, come on, little this women. This is the real reason you brought up every single book we do in book club. You bring up a strange question. I'm sorry. And it always turns out that you didn't read the book. I'm sorry, you guys. I just like, I'm so excited to be in a new city. You guys have so graciously invited me into your book club and everything. I mm -hmm. want to be friends, but um, I just didn't read the book. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I wanted. You wanted the wine and the conversation. And the connection. We're, look, we're the only on-campus organization that's allowed to drink wine. Yeah, that's right. And we take that very seriously. Very it's, seriously. It's, There's no, no, no Josh it's, wine here. It's a privilege. Please don't kick me out, you guys. Please don't kick me out of the book club. I promise I'll read the next one. Okay. The Kite Runner, right? I guess. It's in my Amazon cart right okay. now. You don't even own it No. Yet. <laughs> Come on. It's been out for it. so long. <laughs> You've had so many years of opportunity to buy the Kite Runner. I swear I'm just about to do it. <laughs> Pull up your app. Okay. It's in my cart, see? Oh, it says delayed delivery. It's not going to get in here until April. Well, I don't have Prime. I'm sorry. <sighs> you want to pull out the Merlot? Oh, yeah. Oh, this one... Has a screw top. That's, that's good. That's, nice. that's good. That's, yeah, that's, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> Do away with the cord. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you, Jason. This has been so great. Yeah, we admire you the same way oh, we okay. admire the other people yeah. that we mentioned in this episode who we mutually admire. Which makes no sense to me. <laughs> they did all the heavy lifting in that scene. Follow Lindsay on Instagram at Lindsay L. Clancy. Follow Manis at coolguy.biz. And they are putting on shows as former child media 
Follow that on Instagram at former child media. Also follow their improv team at Lee Hall, the improv team, which is with their old Clemson buddies. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at there it is pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel at there it is. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr jokes and on Instagram and threads at Jason Farr picks. Go to there it is pod.com for newsletter and support info links in bio until next time. Be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 